Hello everyone, it is the Angry Challenger here at the New Challengers Podcast, and I am sitting here by myself, but Dreaded, you've got someone with you. How about you introduce yourself and your guest? Well, I have the privilege of being here at this establishment, Grindbreak Esports Cafe in Humble, Texas, and I'm here with the owner, manager, and the, the runner of the place. He goes by the, the gamer tag Gamer D. How are you doing today, Gamer D? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for setting this up. Appreciate it, and I'm um, enjoy talking to you guys. Awesome, man. And so, for those of you who don't know, up here in in Humble, Texas, in the area of North Houston, there's a new establishment. A new, uh, it's like a cafe. You can get some sandwiches and great coffee. But also, it's a great spot because it's uh, it's set up for esports. They have a game room in the back, and there's been multiple titles played here. So, we're really excited to have him here and to talk about the scene and everything. So, Gamer D, what was the whole? idea and the concept of having an esports cafe where did where did that that come from talk about how you thought about starting this business okay yeah so this essentially is a coffee shop plus sandwich shop so we open early and we function like a coffee shop so we have really good espresso that's from nicaragua it's certified organic we have a really good drip coffee we have smoothies sandwiches uh, we make our sandwiches fresh but now i like coffee i love coffee and good food so that's that, that side of it. My hobby is also esports. I played all the esports titles uh, that we have on our board. So from Counter Strike, League of Legends, Dota, to Hearthstone, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. I don't have time anymore because of kids, but I still do enjoy watching the streams. Uh, and once in a while, I'll play some, throw down some Street Fighter with these guys and uh, kick some butt. But uh, this kind of started back a few years ago when I would host Evo parties at my place. Uh, for my friends, and we'd have barbecue, we'd have something to eat, and we'd watch Evo and play games at the same time. And so we did that for a few years, and I thought, well, you know, there's really no place like this, this concept here in the Houston area. And, um, you know, you only get to live once, so why not try it out and see how it goes? And that's where it got started, is just me hosting parties for uh, Evo at my house, and now it's kind of branched into a business with uh, with my hobby involved and you know some people say that you shouldn't do a business with your hobby and other people say that you should do what you're passionate about so i kind of follow the latter and uh, here i am and so we kind of cater to coffee drinkers as well as gamers it's awesome man it's awesome it sounds like you're doing pretty well though i mean if you're the guy the esports cafe guy and no one else is doing it you probably get pretty good business right yeah, you would think. I mean, people, we had a lot of gamers here, and uh, we get like half gamers, half coffee drinkers, and sandwich eaters. So we're right past our third month, and business has been picking up. So that's really good. I think a lot of gamers come in here with the intention that we have, we're like a land center, and so that we have a whole bunch of setups in the back. We have seating and tables set up. It's kind of be bring your own system at the moment. But how other esports cafes function is that they're mostly focused as a land center and then with some food thrown on the side. Uh, whereas with us, it's different because we are focused on the food. It's a nice establishment for, for coffee and sandwiches. 
but on the side we have the esports. And then the room is designed to be a gaming room with high speed internet. And so it's very easy for somebody to bring a setup in, like a laptop or their or their PlayStation to play a game. I guess people just really haven't caught on to, to that as, as much. But I think that'll grow with time. I mean, if you look at U of H, they have esports events, it's always bring your own system. So it's just gonna take some time for people to get used to that. Down the road, if we do better, we will plan on getting our systems in here as well. Man, that's awesome, man. I think we need more spots like this to uh, to pop up. You know, with arcades kind of diminishing, like there's, you know, you have consoles at home, people aren't really getting out. You see a lot of scenes dying out. What do you think is the importance of places like this and places like down at U of H where gamers can get together and, and network and, and start communities like this? Like, how do you, how important do you see that being for people? Oh, I think it's extremely important if we want to keep that culture alive and going. Because most gamers, I would think, uh, are more introverted. <laughs> uh, and why do you go to a bar when you can drink alcohol at home, right? It's the social aspect of it. You want to go and meet people and talk about certain things. Uh, maybe you want to go watch a sports show. But here, obviously, it's esports, so we always have the latest Twitch event streaming. And so... If you know that there's a big Dota tournament coming up and you want to watch it with some friends, certainly you can get it together with your friends, but you can also meet some new people that uh, enjoy it as well at the cafe. And so it's a social aspect of it. You, you come over here, you know, grab some coffee and, and talk about the meta and, and experience it with other people. That's that's the coolest thing about it. And that's what I'm really pushing towards. It's a social aspect. Even if you don't play, it's okay, but people come here and, and talk about the games. And as we get older too, you know, our cafe, if you look at the style of it, it's tends to lean more towards a more mature crowd. We do get college kids in here, but it's you know, it's not the same type of crowd that we go to always U of H, not just always college students. You know, coffee drinkers in general are, those are a little bit older unless they you know, started drinking when they were really young. But most young kids, I think, they don't like the bitterness of coffee. So it's a, for an older generation. And we've been through the arcade generation back in the day. So this is just a cool place that, to be able to talk about games and hang out. And we don't exactly, the arcades being pretty much dead in America, we don't have places like that anymore. Yeah, I know I've met a lot of really good gamers, some really talented guys, and some, some cool guys to hang out with that play all kind of fighting games. So that's been really awesome. Talk about some of your more popular events that, that come up here. I know we that you guys had a Street Fighter V tournament. You guys have done Smash. What are some of your the events that you've had that have gone, you know, that's drawn a lot of people? Uh, Street Fighter and Smash have done really well, and when we host another one, I think they'll, they'll continue to grow. We have uh, a community here that's just frothing at the mouth, wanting to play more, and they want to compete. And today we had a friendlies event where people just brought in their systems and played for fun. And it was a blast. A lot of people got to meet new players, and there were some really talented players, and I think they would, they really do want to compete. We're in the North Houston area, so um, for those of us that can't go to U of H or don't want to drive all the way downtown for tournaments, this would be a really good spot for the locals and the, uh, the regulars. Smash is the same way. We had a Smash organizer come by, and he is doing a separate Facebook for the events, and we're going to hold regular leagues for Smash Brothers, and that's been really big in this area. Fighting games in general, uh, the live local scene has been, has been really good, more so than League of Legends and Dota. Uh, even though those are bigger esports titles, just because the fighting game community has more of a like an arcade presence, you, you kind of want to see what the other person, how they play, and just that vibe. Whereas League of Legends, you, most of the tournaments take place online anyway. 
we had Dota. I think we didn't get as much people as we wanted, and I think it's because we advertised. We didn't have enough advertising for that. We're going to try it again and, and try to shoot for longer time to advertise and more incentive for people to come out. Because the whole goal of getting those players out and similar to Street Fighter is you get to meet new players and possibly form your own team and help your game. Now, Hearthstone, we did that as well. That one went really well. We had over 16 players show up. Now, it was our first Hearthstone event. It was a free event. It was a lot of fun. And we learned a lot from that event. So next time we do one, it would be even better. Uh, but the first one went well. We became sanctioned. We were a qualifier for Blizzard. So the winner, uh, shout out to Lost, he, is, he won that tournament. He's going to the Blizzard Regional uh, for Hearthstone. So that's pretty exciting. And, um, you know, Hearthstone is, some, is a game that we definitely want to grow as well. So it's not just fighting games. We do Hearthstone. Our next game is going to be Overwatch. And that's going to be a challenge because that, that's a game that's played on two types of systems. So uh, PC and, and PS4 mainly. And we plan on doing it on PS4, and we'll see how, how that goes. And then eventually we want to do League of Legends and Rocket League. Just the main mainstream fun esports titles that people are into right now. But I'm excited for these other ones because Street Fighter and fighting games, how it's set up, it's, it's pretty straightforward. For the other events, there's no place in Houston that does those right now regularly. So that I know of anyway. And so um, we're excited to, to bring, that, bring that aboard and see how it goes. And there's a lot of players around in the area that ask, oh, when's League of Legends? When's uh, Rocket League? Well, it's coming. We just got to figure out the format and figure out the best way to run it. Outstanding, man. The scene was pretty happening. There was a lot of good talk and banner about fighting games. A lot of fighting games were being played. We played mostly Street Fighter V, but there was also King of Fighters 14, Garu, Mark of the Wolves, Dead or Alive, a little bit of Mortal Kombat X. And yeah, it was, it was a fun time. It's excellent. One of the things I wanted to say about what you were saying with PC games, the barrier for entry for fighting games is much lower than that of a good PC game because you got to bring your whole rig, you've got to have a PC, you've got to have good online connection, which not everybody has. I mean, it's different for Houston, obviously, but I know some people where they just can't get a decent connection. Another reason why I think you'll see a lot more people coming to play Street Fighter, plus Street Fighter is a game that's steep in the gaming culture and it's been around for many years as compared to a lot of these newer pc games pc games uh, i'm a pc game player myself pc games are kind of dime a dozen at this point i mean steam sales all these things the, ma the market is saturated so it's good that we have a place you can go where you can play those pc games but also play fighting games and sit down and play with people but i'm definitely i would assume that if you had a establishment like that more people would be playing fighting games over uh a lot of the big-name PC games. Right, yeah. The main challenge is that PC gamers, well, in the Houston area, most PC gamers have a decent rig and they have uh, decent internet here since it's, you know, Umble even gets pretty good internet. And so um, the challenge is, well, they're comfortable at home. Why would they want to go to a, a public place to, to play? And uh, it, goes, it just goes back to that social aspect of meeting new players. And that's where we come in and we have to figure out kind of, solve that puzzle is how, how to best organize events so that people will want to come out and everybody playing that certain game will want to come out and you know meet new players, uh, that type of thing. So we we have events for certain days. So when we do League of Legends events, you know, the, the room is reserved for those players. Uh, so we don't mix well, 
a bunch of Street Fighter players to go back there to play Street Fighter while there's League of Legends. Now it's uh, League, League of Legends players have an event that day, the tournament. It's uh, it's reserved for them. You know, those are one of the things we're doing to hope, hopefully bring more people out. And it's, I mentioned that PC gamers and gamers in general tend to be more introverted. Well, this is a way for them to kind of get out of their shell. Maybe initially not, but as they get more and more comfortable, they'll end up talking to people more. So it's good, good for building you know, these young players' confidence, being able to be more socially comfortable and not socially awkward. Yeah. Definitely, and that's uh, one of the things we really uh, we really believe in with the new challengers, connecting people, connecting gamers, and everything like that. So that's that's what we're really excited to have you here today. Of course, you know our thing is fighting games. That's what we talk about. That's our passion. You know, we started this podcast over it, and uh, and we have a lot of avid fighting game fans here. Talk about your history with fighting games. Like, when did you get started? What was the big first title that really got you hooked? Ooh, the big the first title for me for a fighting game would be. Oh, it would be uh, the original Street Fighter 2. That was when I was a kid going to the arcade. When my dad was in college at the time, getting his graduate degree, I would go to the, the local student union and hang out there and watch all these uh, college kids play Street Fighter. And uh, it was I was in awe because there were so many buttons and the, and the moves looked so cool. So uh, once in a while, I won... You know, I, I wouldn't have that much money, but once in a while, uh, these college kids would say, you want to play? So I'll hop on and get my butt kicked. But I, I just loved it. It was so much fun. So I'd just hang around there and watch other kids, uh, students play. Also Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat arcade game. That was great. But I, th- I would say it's mostly Street Fighter that influenced me when I was young. And then I kind of took a break for a while, played other games. Didn't really get back into fighting games until Third Strike came out. That was years, years later. Much older. But that was really influential. Third Strike and Smash Brothers Melee, I would say, uh, in terms of uh, how I think about games and fighting and what I, how competitive it can get and how fun it, they are, how addicting they are. So, yeah, as far as the games, I think, fighting game that I think I look up to the most would be uh, Third Strike. I think any hardcore fighting game player would, would agree that's... They don't make games like that anymore. I'll just leave it at that. It's... Uh, it's, it's the barrier to entry for that, that type of game is too high. But yeah, that Street Fighter series has always been close to my heart. Right on. Yeah, no, the, for anyone going back and playing Third Strike, if you haven't played it, the, it's an amazing game, but the, like, that barrier is really high. But yeah, there's a, the, well, Street Fighter 2 is where a lot of, a lot of people came in. Of course, that was my first experience with fighting games, and I loved it. I'm, you know, been hooked ever since. What other games are you playing right now? And, uh, what games, that might be coming out that you're really looking forward to digging in and hosting tournaments for here at here at uh, Grind Break. Uh, definitely Tekken Seven. <laughs> I think everybody uh, here in this area is, is extremely stoked for Tekken Seven. Yeah, I've caught some streams of it. It just looks fantastic. All the slow motion and the, the, the super super arts, whatever they call, they did a great job with that game. But I'm really excited to to get our hands on it and. Really, for esports titles, we, we do want to host more fighting games like Smash Brothers, Street Fighter, definitely Tekken 7 when that comes out, uh, but also try to streamline and get better at the tournaments that are not normally held, like League of Legends, Dota 2, Counter-Strike. That's a big one that we want to do. Counter-Strike is huge. Overwatch, uh, Rocket League, 
So we're excited about that. As far as games I play myself, I have no time anymore running a business. <laughs> uh, once in a while, I'll play with, with you guys uh, on tournament days or event days. Um, but at home, I really don't have any time to, to play anymore. Uh, I do catch streams as I'm working and doing other things. That's kind of me now playing games, I guess, so to speak, as I live vicariously through another player just catching their stream of a new game or Smash Brothers tournaments. That's why we have uh, different streams going on at the Cafe every day. So, you know, one TV, we might have a Street Fighter uh, event going on. If there's one happening. Uh, another TV, we'll have a Smash Brothers. Another one, we'll have uh, LCS. So, whatever your game might be, you, you will probably be able to catch a stream of it here as you're drinking a cup of nice coffee. And our coffee is really good. And Ivan will tell you, he gets... He gets coffee here at least once a week. <laughs> and he doesn't come here because it's cold place. He comes here because he does like coffee. So, yeah. yeah, well, I can attest not only is this coffee S-tier. Gamer, do your own skills. I know you downplay it, but I've tried uh, a few times to run a first of five with you, and uh, I've been consecutively bodied. I know he's being humble right now, but his his M. Bison and Urian is a, a force to be reckoned with. So I know he's just being humble here in Humble, but yeah, good on you. you. You stand your own, that's for sure. Yeah, thanks for that. I feel like I, I do, you know, uh, I critique my play a lot, so I feel like I can I can definitely be better than what I'm playing, but I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, um, the fact that I can take rounds off of some really good players in the area is, is good, considering I don't, I don't get to practice that much, so. <laughs> that makes me feel great. Because <laughs> this goes great. to the basics, fundamentals. Exactly. But, but it shows, you know, for an owner of a place, I come from a past where I played all these games. You know, it's not just I, I play a little. I know how to play Street Fighter now. I I lived that. You know, so, but that's why we decided to do this. Kind of combine my passion with with the food and the coffee side of it. So I hope it goes well. I mean, we've got like I said, we've got over three months, and we've got uh, hopefully many more months and years uh, to go with this place and grow it and have you know a, a vibrant community of different esports games and fans coming out on the days that we have those uh, those events that'd be really cool so how do you promote your establishment like how do you get the word out is it all word of mouth you do social media how big are you on that as a business owner uh right now it is mostly word of mouth uh the nice thing is we are on a at a decent location where we're next to the highway and so it's easy access for people that are leaving to go to houston or, or coming here from houston so it's very convenient for those people. And we have a lot of traffic driving by that do see us, but they don't know what, what we are. So it's the people that come in and they like us. They'll tell their friends about us, mostly through, you know, it's, it's, it is word of mouth. Uh, however, we do post on our Facebook regularly, on Instagram, as well as Twitter. And we're growing in followers there. But it's mostly digital and social uh, marketing that we're doing. We haven't really done any advertising in terms of, more traditional means like sending out coupons and mailers. That's something that we'll be looking into, and I think that'll definitely help. But as far as right now, it's mostly digital and social media. That we're doing. If you're listening to this podcast here in the Houston area, go and check out Brian Break Esports Cafe. They have a Facebook page. They're also on Twitter. So if you want to get information when your next when the next tournament for your favorite game is going to come on, you can definitely check there. That's how I you know I, I keep in touch. With grind break and uh, and know what's what's come what's going on and when the next fighting game tournament's gonna be. So if you're listening to this, come and check it out and and follow them on Facebook and on Twitter. 
uh, so you can get all the information. Uh, we definitely want to have more places like this and, and get the word out. Yeah, man. Ivan's already pretty much promoting for you exclusively on Instagram, so you got that going for you. <laughs> Every yeah. other story is oh, like, awesome. Grime Break Esports Cafe. Like, are you getting paid for this talk? <laughs> you getting paid for all this advertisement? <laughs> Whatever it's Well, cool. hey, you know, yeah, it's synergy. Building it up, building yeah, up awesome, new challenges. I really appreciate that. Yeah, just keep taking us pictures and doing those stories, man. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, from all, my my whole like twenty followers, they 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 definitely know where I like to go for a cup of coffee and for some spider. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm definitely trying to get the word out. It's it's because like places like this and places that that promote fighting games and, and the and the FGC community and and the gaming community. That's right in line with the uh, with. Uh, kind of what we do with the new challengers uh, you know with the new challengers of course we partner with the uso and we like to support the troops overseas with gaming and everything like that but we also have you know it's good to have people that are friends of the new challengers here in the states uh we definitely want to support them yeah it's good to have friends it's good to have friends well we certainly appreciate it we certainly appreciate uh this opportunity and ivan helping us spread the word as well we are i think of our establishment as being very unique with the only esports cafe in Houston. Maybe it's because people are, are uh, I guess, cautious about getting into esports. But I mean, esports is so broad that there's so many games and uh, opportunities with that. I think there's so many players in the area that plays something that that we have an event for, and it's just a matter of them breaking out of their shell and wanting to participate in the event. And I think some people think that it's Maybe too, they're not good enough, so they don't want to waste their time. But it's it's not even that long. That's how you get better. Is if you, if you go to an event and you meet good players, uh, you're able to talk to them. Uh, and if you really want to get better at the game, that's the best way. So you don't you can even give it as like a um, like a training class instead of train take, you know paying for an online coach. You'll be able to meet some real players and ask them for tips. And a lot of guys here are really chill. They'll they'll be happy to tell you, hey. You should probably do this move. You should probably look for this type of pattern and use that strategy. You can definitely up your game by talking to other people, meeting other people. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I've learned. I just learned a lot today. Just then, uh, there was an amazing birdie player who was on a ten-game win streak against myself, and uh, finally, finally learned how to figure out all those nasty, filthy birdie mix-ups. So, yeah, man. Just for anyone who's listening, no better experience. Than, than one-on-one playing with people who are more skilled than you. That's how the new challengers uh, really got started when it when it was in its infancy. That's really it? cool, man. We we really appreciate that. What is it they say? Iron sharpens iron. I believe someone said that. Yes. Yeah, I believe many people have said that, and I don't know where it originates from, but it's very true. And it's good to have a place where you can go, where you can fellowship with your fellow gamers and get better and do whatever you need to do. I know that was a big thing for us in the USO having a place to go where we could play people. It's not really like that anymore. But it used to be, and it was great, and I really enjoyed it, and it kept me sane. So something out there like that where somebody can get out of the house and socialize with other people with like interest, that's really good to have. And, hey, people love coffee. I can't do coffee, but people love it. It's great. Good on you for making yeah, that. Yeah, what's cool. Yeah. Yeah, really good coffee, but... Yeah, really good sandwiches. And we don't have just coffee for if you need energy for caffeine. We have G Fuel. Uh, we are an official store for G Fuel. Most we carry their line of products with the shaker cups and 
uh, you know, sample pouches and tubs. Uh, and it's a great, great energy source. It's an all-natural energy uh, that they claim, all-natural energy formula. It's a lot of food extracts. And we have a lot of gamers that get that, usually with the younger gamers. But, uh, yeah, it's just a really cool spot to chill. Yeah, and I can definitely attest to that. So definitely, again, if you're in the in North Houston area, follow them on Facebook and on Twitter. Come out, walk in, try the, some amazing stuff, and, and make some uh, make some connections. Before we uh, wrap things up, we have we just have a couple of little tidbits in the in the fighting game community to talk about. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap things up, like Vanessa's in the game instead You're of You're pretty Mary. excited about something. Yeah. I'm not really excited about so, that. I'd rather have Blue Mary, <laughs> hands down. But whatever. Vanessa's so, cool. So yeah, now King of Fighters is looking at. Now we got Whip. We got your boy Yamazaki. We got him. Then we got Vanessa. We do have Vanessa. So we're just waiting for that, that third character, but um, we do have yeah, the third yeah, character. Yeah, that's coming out. Soon. They've announced three. All three are announced. Yeah, they're gonna have three. Uh, uh, the rumors that they're gonna have a fourth. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see if Rock Howard is uh, gonna be in the game, which I'm also not excited about at all. But you know, KOF. Yeah, don't we already have geese. We already have geese. Yeah. Why do we need Rock? Like what? Why do we need Rock? People are so <laughs> pumped up about Rock, and I'll tell you the reason why. Capcom vs. SNK2. That is why they're pumped up about Rock. Garo. That is why they're pumped up about Rock. Rock as a character, to me, is very boring. He plays boring, and I'll put, I'll say it, I'll put it on wax. He's a boring character, and he feels like a poor man's geese. I like his command throw. That's about it. Never really thought he was a compelling character from Garo. I thought that most of the characters from Garo, except for Tizok, were very boring and bland, but you know, I played on Dreamcast. I, I I got it. That's cool. A lot of the characters though were just seem like poor man's half-made rips of the other characters. Dong Juan, just kind of feeling him. Tizok, of course. Kevin Ryan was broken. Kevin Ryan was just the game. He was the game. Just pl- play as Kevin Ryan. Just play yeah. as Kevin Ryan. He's the game. Just glitch your way to yeah. to victory. You're good to go. But other than that, <laughs> maybe Grant? I don't know. Just not feeling, not feeling Marco the Garo people. A poor man for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, there you go. Play more King of Fighters. It doesn't get enough representation. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, they, they find it in their hearts to bring out Blue Mary, because that would be very hype. I will want the Blue Mary with all the chains from the old Fatal Fury. I mean, just bring her all the way back and just give me the full-on electric lightning chains and all that good stuff i'll be good to go i play blue mary pretty consistently all the way up from 2000 so i'd appreciate it if they put her in the game but hey i got ben Amaro, i got athena i got my i'm good i uh i can't stand playing against athena because she's really good but anyway so yeah we had to throw that discussion in there uh is there anything else that you need that we needed to put out there well i mean killer instinct has shin hisako has been out for a while and I was watching Maximilian play, and he got just his clowns dracked by an idol. That game looks pretty compelling. <laughs> I'm half tempted to actually give it a shot, but at the same time, I haven't well, really been. Up for me. I haven't really been playing a lot of uh, KOF, and I do want to play more KOF. But I'm really hoping this Rock Howard thing is real for the sake of all the Capcom fans it'll bring in. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna main Rock Howard. There's no way I'm gonna main Rock Howard. No way. Well, there'll be 53 other players that you can learn. <laughs> yes. 
I know there will be a lot of hate coming to me over the Rock Howard comments, but I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> I'll, I'll lay it all out there. I really thought I've You'll always... I'll look him straight in the eye and say that Rock Howard is straight up boring. Straight up boring. That's all I got to say. That's on wax now, man. You can't take it back. I'm not taking it back. I'm not editing it out either. I'm leaving it all there. <laughs> That's how I feel. Well, all right. And we're not going to say anything about Injustice 2 because that's not... Unless you want something to say about that. Not a thing. Not a thing. Yeah. Listen, y'all, y'all probably already heard about Injustice 2, so we won't say anything about it. Supergirl's in it. That's cool. Yeah. She got on a TV Good show. That. But anyway... Good job. <laughs> that's pretty much what I was thinking that we had to talk about, though. Yeah. I, let me let me, let me me run this back a bit. Now that we've mentioned Rock Howard, I'm more excited about Vanessa. I did play Vanessa a little bit in 2002. But she's just very difficult to use. There's a lot of buttons to press, and that's not really my style. Yeah. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll give her a shot. I don't think I will be purchasing any DLC characters. I might purchase Yamazaki. I just need to have a reason to sit down and play the game. And right now, I, I don't have a PS4 available, so I can't really warrant buying anyone because I, I, I can't. But what I can do is direct all of our fans to go to USO.org and check out their site and donate money, cash money, to the USO because they're a great organization. Fantastic organization. Yes. Probably going to do some volunteering here tonight. Outstanding. Yes. That's all I got, though. Uh, we're right. Sorry to all the Rock yeah. Howard fans out there. Yeah, yeah. We're not sorry, though. I'm, I'm not sorry for how I so, feel. So uh, we are going to wrap things up until the next time. Do you want to do it this time? I, I, can't, I keep doing it. I did it last time. You did. You usually do it. I'll do it this time. I will do it this time. Yeah. But uh, let's thank our guest once again, Gamer D. Thank you for coming on the show. We wish you the best of success with your business and future endeavors. You're doing a great thing for the community. Oh, thank you, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity, and thanks for having me. Uh, it's fun talking to you guys. Thank you. Yes. Right on. You know, and time you're back in Houston, uh, stop by. We can uh, chill here for a little bit, and maybe. Uh, do you play Street Fighter? Well, I play. I play Street Fighter. I don't play well because I really don't have any chances to play, but like at all, <laughs> zero uh, chances to play. I can't even update the game <laughs> past version one. Oh wow! That's me. <laughs> That's me right now. And most of my PC time well, has been podcasting. But yeah, I, I will try. I mean, I can try to play. I know they're giving Cammy an air throw, so I guess I'll use that. <laughs> yeah, big thing. Huge. <laughs> that's what I'm excited about, her getting an air throw. Yeah. Yeah, that's classic Cammy right there. That is classic Cammy. Bring it back. Yeah, so that's... Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for everything you do, providing... Excellent coffee and sandwiches and esports opportunities for all the people out there that love esports. And I know there's a lot of people out there that love esports, and sometimes there's no place to go. But you provide that, so thank you. Right. Thank you so much. I yes. appreciate it. Thank you. So we will put links in the description for Grind Break. But if you are in the Houston area, you should definitely go and check it out. Uh, if you follow Texas Dread on Instagram, you've probably already heard of Grind Break because it's all over his Instagram. And outside of that, I guess I'll say it. Until the next challenge.
the door open. Peace, everybody. See you later, everyone. Yes, yes. Don't be mad at me, 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 mad at